we're not creative enough, and we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back, it's on getting back. Everybody, this is the American dream. Hopefully, it's not coming home. Yeah, but it is not but coming every home. time I hear that song, David, I get excited. I do too. You know, a major international football tournament is about to happen, and that's what we got in just about what? Just about six months yeah. till the World Cup. We're about exactly six months away, so half a year. Um, three lions on the shirt. That's who we're playing. It's coming home. We all saw it we, we, during we their Euros. It might be coming home. They're right now my early favorites to win the World Cup, England. Yep, there's a, there is a handful of teams, but England is right there at the top. Yes. And with this song, they might be able to do it, Grant. They might be able to do it. They might be able to do just All that. I'm saying is if they couldn't do it at home at Wembley, when are they going to do it? Well, that team's not unfor- – uh, fortunately for them, that team is not in the World Cup at Italy squad, so – Exactly, uh, but you know who is now? Real quick, yeah, go for it. Brazil and Argentina. <laughs> so this a uh, it's a banger. I always forget how much it's of a, a great just, song. It's just a great song, you know. It's just uh, a song that you want to play, and we're actually gonna turn it off now because there's enough of this propaganda. Enough of this English propaganda. Um, there's a fan in the background. Can you hear it? Can you hear the, the wait, fan? Wait for it to come back. Yes, you can hear the you fan. Can you? Okay. Yes. Well, I'm just gonna unplug the I'm fan. Just gonna, I'm just gonna sweat, I guess. So. The thing is, David, is England might be hosting the World Cup in 2030. So they maybe might. that's their time then. Maybe that's the time that it's finally uh, coming. Maybe it will be quick. 36-year-old Harry King. Get it done. <laughs> so we're going to break down England today yep. since they are the one of the United States Group B oppositions. We said Iran, things changed. We're going England. But first, let's get into some quick you know, United States men's national team goals. Goals. Updates. Yeah. Um, Sergino Dest returned today, or yesterday, I should say, versus um, Frankfurt in the Europa League. Barcelona surprisingly got knocked out of the Europa League. Yeah, they've, they've, had, a, they've had a crazy season, so like crazy isn't bad. So is it really that surprising? You know who knows? Mm, it is because they're on a they were on a fifteen unbeat game unbeaten streak. Well, before. maybe it's surprising then. My bad. <laughs> um, they're they are second place in La Liga again, so. They're, they're Barcelona still. Yeah, they're they're right back. Um, so we also have Christian Pulisic, who came on to try to save Chelsea against Real Madrid. They were tied on aggregate. He had a chance in about the 93rd minute to he win did. it. And you know what happened? He didn't win it. He didn't win it. Did the game? Was that, was that to tie it or was that to take the lead? I mean, must, it, it must have been a tie it. Yeah, because it was 3 1. Well, it was 3 0. And then it was 3 1 off the one of the greatest passes I've ever seen in my entire life from Luka Modric. Yes, yes, yes. So that was the Rodrigo. tie it. And, and then Benzema, the header in the in extra time. Yeah, that was in, in, in about the 94th minute. That was to tie it for Christian Pulisic. And it didn't happen. It was it, unfortunate. It did, yeah, it didn't, it didn't happen. That's okay. But, you know. He's still, he's still coming on, you know, in these important minutes. Important? No, no, that was to win it. I'm sorry. It wasn't. That was okay. to win it. It was in. It went to extra time. Pulisic's chance would, would have was been won it in the 94th minute of regulation. It was in stoppage time of regulation. Okay. Still, it was before Benzema's. But so before Benzema's chance. Yeah, so Pulisic had a chance to win it and send Chelsea back to the semifinals. It was a tough chance off the valley, off the volley, but he couldn't get it done. Missouri Valley. <laughs> um, you know, and it's kind of Pulisic was really a big game player the past few years, and mm-hmm. so far this season he's he's missed chances in the Carabao Cup final, which Chelsea ended up losing, and he missed a chance in the Champions League. Quarterfinals, mm-hmm. which Chelsea ends up losing. Obviously, it's not all Pulisic. He no, it's the team. Of course not. 
But, you know, it would just be great to see, hopefully, maybe in the FA Cup semis or the FA Cup final, you can bag a goal and really get back on track in these big games. You know, we saw before the international break, he was in the best form of his life. And hopefully he can stay in that, you know? Yeah, no, FA Cup, obviously they have a... Um, I'm not saying it's an easy opponent. There's obviously no such easy thing, but Crystal Palace... Without Conor Gallagher. ...is not... Is nothing too crazy. Well, the other semifinal, of course, is Manchester City versus Liverpool. That's so, going to be a great game on uh, Sunday? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow, Saturday. Tomorrow at 3 a.m. I fortunately I'm to watch it. I do have work. I, I have not been watching the City matches lately. I watched City versus Liverpool um, just this past... Uh, Excuse me, just this what past. What a game uh, of football. That was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that was watch. unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Um, Zach Steffen, first ever American to make back-to-back uh, Champions, Champions League. League Obviously, he's not playing, yeah. but I think you give a shout-out there. Of course, guys, there's still um, USA players in action, despite the fact there's no USA matches necessarily. But um, when we mentioned the good news, got to mention some bad news as well. Eunice Munsa. Oh, well, that one, that's, that's injured. the first bad news. Um, yeah. That's the first one, but... Hopefully he's not serious. But yep. the most serious one is Giovanni Reina within 90 seconds for Dortmund in his return to starting for Dortmund. Hurt his hamstring, and we don't know still how serious it is. He's shut down for the rest of the season. If it's a pulled hamstring, he might be questionable for even the World Cup. Yeah, he really might. And by that point, it's like, by that point, you know, well, you're no. getting a guy who hasn't played. And you're getting the guy who is coming off an injury. Yeah. There's and a serious question about Giovanni Reina potentially not making the World Cup. Yeah, and I guess we should go other good news is thigh injury. So it's coming out that it's a thigh injury. Okay. It sustained a muscle and tendon injury. So that's promising. You know, he's out for the rest of the season because the season only has a month left. But I'm thinking that hopefully June, July, he's healthy again. And will be fully healthy for Dortmund's next season to get going and yeah. get in good form before the take World your, Cup. Take your time. Yeah. Speaking of Zach Steffen, he has said that he is looking to go on loan next season. Which he needs to, yeah. Yeah, but where do you think for Zach Steffen is the best place to go on loan? Because I think while the championship is a great league, great competition, I think he's still above championship level. Yeah, I do too. So do you see him going maybe to a bottom Premier League team, a bottom La Liga team, a Ligue 1 team? Like, what do you see him going in a see top a lot five of Americans, Yeah, we see a lot of Americans have connections to the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. I think that could definitely be a, a spot for him somewhere over in Germany. Um, I'd be okay with yeah. maybe, like, a Netherlands team, a top team in the Netherlands. Yeah. I mean, that plays in Europe, you know, yeah. a European Europa that, yeah. League conference, or Sweden even. I mean, you have PFOC and with young boys, like a team like that that young makes— boys would be fun, yeah. The Europa League, you know, mm-hmm. it makes Champions League. Because I think Stefan really is that caliber of goalie. He just has one of the best goalkeepers ever in front, in of, front him. of him in yeah. Ederson. So that makes it really tough to get game minutes, you know. It's like being the 33rd best quarterback in the NFL behind <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, you know. Yeah, like, imagine. you're not going to play. But hopefully he will get that loan, even if it's to championship side. You know, the championship's still good. You face pretty good competition. But if he doesn't do it, we could see even Ethan Horvath being the starter for the United States Men's National Team because Nottingham, Nottingham Forest look on for promotion, and he yep. would be the only one starting yeah. in the Premier League. He would be the only United Steph States goalie. Stefan has moved to a Premier League, Premier League club, which I doubt happens. Um, or if Matt Turner moves, but I doubt he gets sent Matt out Turner, on loan. Yeah, just gets sent out on loan right away. You know, there's a lot of people on Twitter, Matt Turner fans, Matt Turner stands apparently, who think that he should be the number one. And I go, you mean you always complain about Zach Steffen not getting minutes at Manchester City? Well, guess what's going to happen? You think he's going to play over over the English number one? Well, Matt Turner's no. been hurt too. He I know. Didn't even, he's not even playing for New England right now. So New England? Yeah, the Revolution. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he plays for. I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I knew that was true too, but it just like sounded funny. Um, um, a little so it's bit interesting. Yeah, a little bit more news. The United States is scheduled to play Uruguay and most likely Ghana, two World Cup file qualif- two friendlies to get us ready for the World Cup have already been scheduled. But also, um, there is what am I going to say? Oh, also, there's rumors that the United States will play Argentina too, David. So three really good teams. That we could be playing, and maybe David Campbell and I will be going to watch. Yeah, that's some bad news. That's some bad news. Interesting news. Nottingham Forest already played today. 
Yep. Lost 1-0 to they Luton They did, Luton to Luton Town. Town. That's a big Ethan result. Horvath, not in goal. Not in goal. It was other guy. I don't know if I can pronounce his name. No, I can't. It's Bryce Samba. Interesting. From the Democratic Republic of Congo. Here's another news. Speaking of um, United States players in the championship, with the win today at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson can secure promotion with Fulham. That'd be awesome. Uh, it would be Ream's third Premier League promotion, and we would have Anthony Robinson, one of our best fullbacks, back in the yeah. Premier League. Maybe. I mean, like, obviously, when he's at his best, it's Des, but with a lot of inconsistencies with Des. So I think Anthony Robinson, who's been cons- consistent, I'd love to see him in the Prem because he's a, such a great talent. One of my favorite players on the on the roster right now. Yeah, I think he's a great talent. You know, um, yeah, Luton Town, they are... They would be, they started in the fifth tier of English football just, I believe, less, like, eight years ago. What a, what a journey. They were in the conference, and now they are a couple wins away from being in the Premier League. It would yeah. be the quickest non-league fifth tier to Premier League ever. Yeah. No team's ever done it. Just wait a few years, we'll get hashtag United in there. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> no team has ever done it where they started in the fifth division when the Premier League was formed and made it to the Premier League. That is never. a remarkable story. It's never happened. So it could happen. Maybe Zach um, Steffen might go there. I don't know. I that actually, no, I'm for real. That actually could be a team Zach yeah. Steffen because that team would be favorites to get 20th place and maybe break Darby County's record of not. Of like lowest amount of points. Yeah, like they're just not ready to be in the Premier League, I don't yeah. think. Obviously it can happen. But, yeah, it will be interesting. Um, so let's, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Let's go to... Enough about talking about English club football. Let's talk about English football. Let's, let's go to England. David, <sighs> just give us a quick overview before we go player by player. What is this English squad? Who's their coach? And coach, manager, same thing. What are they looking to do to the United States? England is managed by the one and only Garrett Southgate, a former player. Mm-hmm. Someone who, you know, is a... Uh, well tied to the, the country of England and really represents the country well and it kind of has changed the attitude of this of this yes. team ever since their embarrassing loss to England. I uh, sorry to Iceland. To Iceland in back the, in twenty sixteen. Two thousand sixteen Euros, yes. Ever since then he took over and he has really just kind of changed the attitude of this team. He's got a new energy, um, younger guy, really gets you know, he's a players coach. Players he's, manager. He was a player, yeah. I mean, he played, yeah. So he knows what it's like to relate to those guys, and, and I gotta say, they've become one of the best teams, a top five team in the world, uh, ever since he's taken over. And had a really good 2018 World Cup, uh, lost semifinals to Croatia, had a good Euros, lost in the finals to Italy. And many people believe that this is England's year, that this is the year they've that been saying that since 19, what, 60? Nah, but this is like, <laughs> it's true, it's true, it's true. But this is one of their best teams ever, and I think they have. They are a serious threat to not just the United States, not just Group B, but the entirety of the World Cup. I agree. I think so too. And um, one thing that Gareth Southgate does get criticized for is his in-game tactics. You know, people don't think that he is the best on the fly making decisions. And I think we saw that a little bit in the Euro final when he subbed on Marcus Rashford and Bukayo Saka. Mm-hmm. to take penalties, and they both missed. Yep. So people don't love Southgate's tactics in-game. I think he's a great manager outside of it, mm-hmm. but I think if there's one place the United States can take advantage of England, it's with the in-game tactics, you know, and that maybe we, they're better. You know, maybe the United States can jump on a fly better, but it's the same thing with Greg Berhalter. People don't think his in-game tactics are great either, and he doesn't make the best adjustments. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It should be a great match. Mm-hmm. But, David, you want to start at the back or start at the front Let's first? start at the back. I think, right. I, I think the goal, goalie conversation is actually a really fun one. With England, they There's, don't have... They have three guys, in my opinion, that could start for them, but none that are... Above Amazing. the rest. So we have Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford has been the number one in the World Cup in the past Euros, but there's obviously some other guys who are just coming on. But Pickford's great, really good with his feet as well. Quick question: um, no. If Everton get relegated, he'll stay up. Is he gonna get? Is he gonna get sold? Or he'll get moved. Here's my question with Everton, real quick. Just this, this is a side thing. They're such a big club. Do you think maybe they go to the loan strategy? 
So, like, they loaned their best players out, you know, to yeah. the Premier League. And all the t- Premier League teams that they're getting loaned to will have a buy option if Everton don't get promoted. But if Everton get promoted, then they get all those loanies back. So I could see a situation where Jordan Pickford's on a Premier League team for a year and comes back to Everton. I also feel like Everton's just not going to get relegated. I don't think so. They're either. in a good spot. Well, they're in a good spot, but they're in a Burnley okay losing spot. to Norwich or tying and Norwich. Then they beat, they beat United. Norwich. Yeah, and Everton beating United is I think they're huge. 16th or 17th right now. They're 17th. Like, Leeds is 16th. Right they're right there. God. So it should be interesting. Um, who's the other? Nick Pope? Is, Nick Pope yep. for Burnley. Again, Which another, also another guy. could another be guy. relegated, yeah. Yeah, and then finally um, Aaron Ramsdale for uh, Arsenal, I think. Who's playing, I think, the best football of his life right now. That's why I know a lot of people who think that he should be the number one. You know, well, I don't know, but I've seen a lot of people think that he, he should be the number one come World Cup time. Yeah, and I think that this is for the recent Nations League call-up in Fraser... Forster, Forster, six seven. Yeah, big is, man. He's he's was he's, on the roster over Ramsdale. Who's he play for? Southampton, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm looking at the lineup from I think their last really truly like meaningful and tough game, which is World Cup qualifying against Poland back in September of 2021. Okay, that's what I think their last really meaningful and important game was. And I'm looking at this lineup and like this is quite possibly the best lineup, the one that I'm looking at right now. Okay. So, who do you think out of those three is their starting goalkeeper? I know I have my opinion. I think who, it's Pickford. I agree. I think it's Pickford. I think it's Pickford. But I think Pope and Ramsdale certainly present a case. And it's one of those things where um, if Pickford or Pope have a really bad game, Pickford, Pope, or, or any of them, Ramsdale, whoever you want to start game one against um, Iran, if they just happen to just not play well, then you can go somewhere else. I don't think it'll happen, but... You know, you obviously just ride the hot hand with three goalies like they, people do with, you know, running backs. Running back by committee. It's goalie by committee. The only yeah. difference is you can't really set your goalkeeper in the middle of the game. Well, you can, but you're stupid too. So, mm-hmm. um, so that would be, be an interesting thing to watch, especially how their form is next fall and yeah, going into yeah. the World Cup. You could have players for England that we don't even know of right now that are breaking onto the scene and have a great start. Mm-hmm. Like, one guy in my mind is Tammy Abraham. Yeah. He is someone dangerous. Mm-hmm. That Playing I for Roma, think, right? yeah, that's excelled under Jose Mourinho. Yep. Kind of like strikers have in the past. Hurricane, you know, it was great under Jose Mourinho, and he's a guy that I could see making it on this roster. People are surprised he's on the roster, and then just playing great, yeah. you know. And I wouldn't be shocked to see it. I wouldn't either. Um, I think um, we'll get into a lot of there's They have a ton of attacking options, but. Back to the Pickford, real quick. Pickford and Pope, if they do get relegated, go to a new club. That's also another thing where if they go to a new club and and they can't get settled or something like that, you know, they're yeah. just not feeling it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just there's a lot of things that to, to, to look at when, when talking about this club. Talking about this club. Talking about these guys in our clubs. <laughs> so let's go next to the fullback position. Yeah, I think this is settled. Um, let's go. I think not settled in the way like, oh, there's clearly two guys, but it's there's just a ton of talent here. I think left back settled. I think left back is Luke Shaw. Okay. I don't think there's a debate about that. I think Luke Shaw is clearly the best left back for England. He showed it in the Euros as well. And you don't think right back settled? Right back is not settled. You don't think Trent Alexander Arnold the best? I think Kyle Walker right has a conversation. The, see, your man's no. See, in my opinion, Kyle Walker can play on both sides. You can, and he he will. can also play center back as well. And he I mean, can he, also play he, center he back. Might, he might play center but back, he's generally. one of the fastest players in the world. So yeah. but I think it's Luke Shaw. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I, I think, think is Trent's more. The number one. I think Trent is more of a lock than Luke Shaw is. Yeah. But I think that um, then you go, well, who's, who's next, Luke Shaw or Kyle Walker? And I think that's both up in the air. Either way, they're both amazing players mm-hmm. that I wouldn't want to mess with. They're both very good. Yeah. And uh, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is probably the best player at his position in the entire world. Yeah, he, he yeah he probably is. Um, that wasn't city bias coming out, so I do apologize for that. But I also yeah. know that just I also know that when it comes to Kyle Walker, and he is just so versatile. I, I think with the strength of um, Trent Alexander Arnold, that we will probably see him move to a center back position because center backs for England aren't as strong. I don't think. 
And I think that's kind of... If there was a weakness in this club... Uh, I keep on saying club. They're not a club. They're a country. If there was a weakness in this team, I think it would be the central defenders. But obviously, that's a debate for day. You know, I think it is the weakness, but I think the hate for somebody, especially Harry Maguire, is way overboard. Harry Maguire I mean, has had is, a tough run of games. Yes. He's been bad, you know? But I still think for England... He plays exceptional. He does. And that, he is just always playing well for England, I feel like. And it's not something that I feel comfortable still going against Terry Maguire at all. Yeah. Um, Well, that's, I mean, it really just depends on his form. Because his form is bad now, but guess what? The World Cup doesn't happen now. Yeah, exactly. It's not happening the next month. It's happening in November. So, really, their best center backs are who they normally go with is Harry Maguire. John Stones, John Stones, or Tyron Mings. Tyron Mings, maybe Ben White uh, for Arsenal. Yeah. Um, Connor Cody's been known to play a little bit. I Connor don't Cody, think I think, he is will a play good in the World Cup. A good center back, but I don't know. He if is. He's... Not, he cannot be the starting center back for a no. team that's going to win the World Cup. No, I I agree with you. Um, past that, like that's where it gets debatable. You know, you have some younger guys. Um, the guy that plays for Arsenal, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Konza. I know that he's good. I can't remember his last first name, though, unfortunately. He plays for Aston Villa. Because um, doesn't Mings as well? I think he plays alongside yeah, Mings. Yeah, Mings plays at Aston uh, Villa. He plays alongside Mings. Mings is awesome. And yeah. if Mings were to start with Stones, I think that's probably their best mm-hmm. duo. Mm-hmm. Right now, obviously, it could change if Harry Maguire figured it out. But we'll find out. It's interesting because, yeah, Maguire was awesome for, 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 for a very long time. In the Euros, Maguire yeah. was amazing. I thought... Yeah. That was probably the best form he's ever been in, really. Yeah. And I'm not saying he'd totally, he'd totally get that back. But you'd also see a Kyle Walker move to a center back position as well because that's just something that he can do. If you want to move front to right back, put Walker in, and then all of a sudden you have to either pick McGuire or, or Mings or Stones. And if you wanted to play McGuire and Walker together, then that kind of Walker kind of suffices for uh, Harry Mag- Sorry, yeah, Walker suffices for McGuire's lack of speed. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, would agree with that. To see that. Um, that's just one thing that to keep an eye on. And the other thing, they play play a lot of different formations. They played a four-two-three-one against England. Sorry, against David. A four-two-three-one against Poland. They mm-hmm. played five at the back against Switzerland only a few matches ago. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting with them. And I will be, I'll be interested to see what they go out against us. Because yeah, when you have all that talent of Kyle Walker, Trent Alexander Arnold. Maybe you do decide, you know what, let's go let's go sit at the back a little bit more. Let's let's push off. We have all this talent on yeah. our team. You know, why don't we just let's just play three center backs because yeah. we know that's our weakness and then let Trent be more of a right wing back and left wing back and be, you know, whoever, Luke Shaw, whoever, but maybe maybe Reese James as well. I'll go he didn't mention. Reese James is someone who can play yeah. everywhere along the back line. He's let, a we young look player. at their their right back. Depth is it's absolutely we, we think absurd. ours is loaded. They're just loaded. We yeah. will go through all their kind of not backups, but reserve subs, reserve subs yeah. after we get through the starting 11. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so deep. They have so yeah. many players in there, you know, they can use. So, but you want to go, go midfield and go break and then go midfield attack? Let's go break and go midfield yeah, attack. This is, I almost said, I almost said one of my other shows, but it's not. This is the American dream Friday morning. KCU Sport, cut you in a bit. Hi, I'm Jonathan Litskin. And I'm David Campbell. Lacey gives it to Anya. Clock goes to two. Anya, a little turnaround, and it goes! And we're the hosts of KCOU's premier college basketball show, Marathon to March. One timeout, they don't take it. We break down everything in college basketball from April to March with transfers, upsets, buzzer beaters, and more. He rifles it right in front of us to Abdul Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass. Follow the show for advice leading up to the best tournament in sports. Monk to tie it. Oh, impossible shot. So tune in to Merit on the March on Tuesdays from 1 to 2. Should you listen? Tell them, Dan. Yes! This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? 
Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Salute Your Sports is back and better than ever. Tune in at our new time, 12 p.m. on Fridays on KCOU 88.1 FM and at our website, kcou.fm. Salute Your Sports is going on our 11th year strong, the longest-running Mizzou-centric KCOU radio show, and you can catch myself, Zach Berman, David Campbell, and Adam Busek as we talk all things Missouri Tigers. Once again, 12 p.m. Central on KCOU 88.1 FM. Hey, this is Tommy Wiseau, and you listen Columbia, KCOU 88.1 FM. Hopefully you have a groovy time. Welcome back to the American Dream. I'm Grant Salzman here with David Campbell. Playing some Harry Styles because Harry, Harry Styles, Styles is one of... One of the nation's icons in England. One of England's icons. One of England's icons. Oh, I play some Oasis up decks. What else? I, I Oasis, I don't least care about them, though. What's an English English group I can play on the on Mega Sec, too? Because I can't oh, think of any. Man. Play, uh, you can play Welcome to Brixton. I <laughs> 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 um, just typed in England right now. Eagle, just type Let in England. Let England shake. I don't know what this is. We're going we're gonna to play it at the end of the show. Oh, no. Let England shake. Oh, it's no. clean. It's clean. We're good. Okay. So. Let's go. Let's go in England's midfielders real quick. They do have so, those. They're starters in my mind. Calvin Phillips, Decky Rice, Declan Rice, and who's the third? David. Well, it depends what they play. If it is a four-three-three or a four. If they're going. One, if they're going a four-three-three. Mm-hmm. What's their What's their third midfielder looking like? It's a handful of guys. Depends if they want to go more attacking. I think Mason Mount is certainly an option. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's who the third I was thinking of is. But so here we go Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. And for one, Calvin Phillips is one of my favorite players in the world. I love Calvin Phillips. He is banged up. He's been hurt. He'll be back by the World Cup. So when they go kind of more attacking, they got Rice, Phillips, and. In big games, they've shown actually to go Phil Foden over Mason Mount because they put Mount on the wing. So, yeah. So, there's one thing. So, just in this Poland, which I think is their best lineup, they go Rice, Phillips, Foden, 4-3-3. Now, the good thing for the United States, I guess, is is that Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, I would definitely describe as center defensive midfielders. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't describe them as... Attackers, especially not Calvin Phillips. Declan Rice can do it all, though. He's Declan a true box to box midfielder. Awesome. He's one of the best midf- midfielders in the world, mm-hmm. and he's amazing. Phil Foden, incredible. World class player. One of the best players in the world, and he's what, 20? Yeah. Is he even 20? I don't know. 19? 20, 21. Yeah, he's young. They're great. We'll talk about their depth a little more. You know, you have Lingardino, who's he's amazing. I think he doesn't get the yeah. chances he should at United. I think he's a great player, and I think he's scary to go against, especially for England. And you got Jude Bellingham too. I was gonna say Jude Bellingham. He's really turned it on for Dortmund. Yeah, he's awesome. One of the best players for Dortmund this year, and has been just a stud whenever he gets stepped on the field. And he is nineteen. He's young. He's a young lad. Yeah, I am. This this is strong midfield. Guys, might not have mentioned. Did you mention Jordan Henderson? I did not mention Jordan Henderson, Henderson. but they're. He's also scary, you know. Someone I don't want to go against Premier League him. champion, Champions yeah. League champion, captain, you know. Um, not of England, but he's a captain of Liverpool uh, at times when, you know, Van Dyke's out. Uh, a leader for that team, and, and he's in their first choice of one of the best teams in the world, a team that's he'll, – he'll be in the starting 11 for 
a team that's playing the Champions League right now. So you, yeah. might, you might go with him. I don't think you go him over Phillips or uh, or Declan Rice because I think they do similar things, but I think those two guys are just better. Um, another guy to mention is Connor Gallagher. Yeah, who's in amazing form for Crystal Palace right now. He's mm-hmm. playing out of this world. And, like, Jordan Henderson to me is a guy – it's 1-0. You need to keep possession. 30 minutes yeah. left in the game. You throw Henderson on, and he's going to do it for you. He's going to put in a shift for those 30 minutes. He's going to just do what you need him to do, and if he goes to extra time, he's going to be fine. You know, like He's just one of those guys that even if you played over Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, I would feel totally fine with it. Yeah. I would feel comfortable totally. having Jordan Henderson be on the pitch. Yeah. You know, Totally. Yeah, not worried there at all. Another young attacking midfielder, Emile Smith-Rowe. Yeah, and... I don't think it's his time yet. Neither do I. I think four years from now, he's been, yes. He's been great for Arsenal, but he's not in the Foden level, not in the Mount level. They do what he does just better. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And let's go, let's let's segue into kind of our attackers. And while it's very, they have a lot of depth here, or they have a lot of talent here, I don't feel like they have as much depth as no, other no, positions. No. I think first choice is Adebayo Ekinfenwa. I wouldn't disagree with you. <laughs> so, up top, we have... Maybe one of the best English attackers ever. You know, he's closing yeah. in on the most England goals. He's closing in on the most Premier League goals. Harry Kane. Raheem you know, <laughs> you got <laughs> Jamie Vardy. It's a Vardy party. Tammy um, Abraham. Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Patrick, you got, Patrick Bamford. You know what I mean? Oh, those are some good names. Somebody. So you got Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. No, who, Kane is one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah. And I think when in form, he is the best striker in the world. I think so too. Mm. Living Golski. Yeah. Might be up there or too. Or right now? Kareem Benzema. It's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, so, I think Kane is amazing. I think he's incredible. Obviously, I'm a Tottenham fan, so of course I do. But, besides that, I think this is when you start getting into who on the United States is going to mark Harry Kane. You know, we're yeah. talking about how great England is and all the talent they have, but who is going to mark Harry Kane? Like, who, we don't have yeah. anybody that I feel, yeah, Stick him on Harry Kane, we'll be fine. No, there isn't one. And you know who's the only person I can think of? Walker is? Zimmerman. Walker Zimmerman. He's the only person I would feel comfortable with. If Walker Zimmerman shuts down Harry Kane, Kane, you're never going to hear the end of it for me. Not you, but just like people in general. Walker Zimmerman, MLS I, legend, just sad. shut down one of the best strikers in the world, probably the best striker in the Premier League. Would you consider shutting down Harry Kane only giving up one goal to him? No, I consider giving him zero goals to him. Would you be? Oh, would you say okay? They did, played pretty well against Harry Kane. If they he scores one goal, it depends on the final score. At the end of the day, all I care about is the win. If Harry Kane scores five and we win six five, then I think it's a good day. You know what I mean? But in terms of just stopping Harry Kane, like you can't say shut down without saying he didn't score a single goal. I feel more comfortable about our people, our fullbacks against the, these wingers because you know Mason Mount, Raheem Sterling, they're very good. But I feel like. Let's say Dest is marking him. Dest plays against competition like Raheem Sterling and Mason Mount every day. Yeah. You know, he's in the Champions League. He's played Europa League. He's in La Liga. He plays yeah. Vinicius Jr. He has to mark sometimes, you know. And he's done well against Vinny when he's had to play him. So I would feel okay with Raheem Sterling, who plays incredible for England. I'd be okay with Dest marking him, you know. And then Anthony Robinson, I think he matches up very well against a Mason Mount. Defending Mason Mount, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then I just feel like, especially with Weston McKinney in that midfield, that they can handle the attack. You know, they can handle it. I'm just worried about England has more players that can go and get you a goal by themselves than the United States does. They do. You know, all it takes is one set piece, and Harry Kane's up in the air and he's heading in a goal. You know, we could shut him down on the ground, and we're awful at set pieces. Mm-hmm. Tactically foul them, do all you want against these great players. But 85th minute, they need a goal corner. Harry Kane's going to find a way to put that goal in. Like, he's Harry Kane. Like, we've seen what he does in the air, and that's what I think they're most dangerous against us is in the air. Mm -hmm. And Harry Kane is one of the best players aerially in the world. And I just have a bad feeling that we're going to see maybe a Harry Kane, a Harry Maguire goal, you know, because they're big in the back, too. So it should be interesting. Look, they have their aerial threats. We have ours. Paul Areola. Exactly. <laughs> no, we yeah, we do. I mean we have We know we do. I just we have Weston McKinney back, hopefully, who mm-hmm. is great at set pieces. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Reyna, hopefully, will be playing. We just 
it's hard because we haven't we've seen England with their best players all play together. Yeah, we have not seen the United States best players, best team all play against each other. So it's kind of hard to gauge, really. But I wouldn't I just I'd be happy with a point against England. Oh, I'd be ecstatic with a point against England. I think they can turn this into a dog match. Yeah. And get a jammy goal. Get a mm-hmm. Set piece that nicks off the goalkeeper and a rebound goal. You know, Pulisic, somebody finds a way to power it in. Or it's 0-0. If they don't score, I don't care. We'll take that. I will take a 0-0 draw against England. I have no problems with it. That's a good point, because I think they're... I don't think, as I know, that they are the toughest group in the... the toughest toughest team in the group. Um, And it was the same thing with, like, Germany back in Brazil. Uh, I'm like, you know what? I'll take a point. I'll take a point off Germany. We ended up losing, and I'm still going through, so I wasn't too worried about it. But they almost got a point off Germany. Almost got a point off Germany. Two one, I believe, was a score. It was one zero. Yeah, down. there we go. Um, so let's let's dive in a little bit more to this depth of England. You know, mm-hmm. they have guys like Eric Dyer, who's playing very well for Tottenham. He's hurt now. They have guys like uh, Connor Cody, we mentioned at the back. Um, Kieran Trippier. Yep. At the back, he's. Got a lot of talent. Um, Luke Shaw didn't play in this game, but they have Ben Chilwell. I was going to say Ben Chilwell, um, who, so, who has Chelsea broken out for them. I mean, I think he's much better than the other left back on that team, Marcus Alonso. But, again, another guy who, if Shaw goes down or if Shaw's just not, not playing well, Ben Chilwell's in there. He's going to do a job. He's going to do a job. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so then in their midfield, you know, we kind of mentioned uh, Jude Bellingham. Uh Lingard, mm-hmm. you know, Reese James kind of can play both. He totally can, yeah. Yeah, and I think that this is where England's most dangerous because they have a chance to control possession and just control everything against the United States with this, with a good mm-hmm. midfield. And you want to even go further down the line. Let's go yeah. James Madison, someone who yeah, has put in some amazing really seasons. really good um, for... Mm-hmm. For Leicester. Leicester City right now. His teammate, Harvey Barnes, has been also amazing for Leicester City. Uh, you want to go more and more uh, other side in the Premier League, Liverpool. Curtis Jones, a younger guy as well, who has put in a ton of good shifts for Liverpool. Um, more of a veteran, who's a guy who's like 27, 28 years old, James Ward-Prowse, the free kick god. Yeah, and that's someone you want to have on your yeah. team. You know, If he's out there, 75th, 80th minute, give him the ball for a free and kick. Yeah. He'll, he's he'll amazing find a way to put it in kicks. a dangerous area, uh, dangerous area. Yeah, he was called up mm-hmm. to the World Cup qualifiers. I mean, I could see him making a difference for sure. Someone you haven't mentioned yet who's listed as midfielder here probably shapes more of attackers. That's Jack Grealish. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Jack Grealish. How could we not mention him? I mean, him? he's had a, a, an interesting year for City. Hasn't been... An unbelievable talent. As, hasn't played a lot. Hasn't played a lot. $100 million dollar man, and he's yeah. not playing. He, or, he's playing a little, but he's just, he's not playing very well as well. He hasn't really found his own. Um, but he's, he's one of those guys where, if you're talking about controlling possession, he is so comfortable with the ball at his feet. You know, he's a guy who is one of the best dribblers in the entire world. A guy like Riyad Morris, you know, City has one of those on each side who can just control the ball, keep it from others, and just dominate a game and frustrate, frustrate your opponent. Like him versus Des is going to be a great match. Grealish is one of those guys that I feel like has to be on a worse team. He yeah. has to be the best player on his team. Where for England or for Man City, he's not. Yeah. He feels like he was perfect at Aston Villa. He was. Being the best player on his team, he could dominate people. He could dominate games. It's kind of how Aston Villa works, too. Like if they get one guy who just dominates, you know, they yeah. just go with Because this year it's like Philippe Coutinho, mm-hmm. who's just been stellar yeah. for them. It's like... Yeah, what's the chant again? He's like, uh, he went to Barca, he won the league in Spain. He uh, went to Bayern, Bayern. he, he did, did it all again. Uh, he's magic, yeah, he's, and don't he's you... He's bleeping magic, and don't you bleep it, no. He's Felipe, Felipe Coutinho. It's a great chant. I love that chant. It's a great chant. I have that chant on TikTok, it's so fun. But, yeah, I mean, a guy like Jack Grealish, I think for England... He's world class, you know, and I mm-hmm. think he's a threat to start. And it just the culture of England is just so good. They yeah. back their team so well. They're all fired up for this, and that's what I think is going to be dangerous. While England's have one of the best traveling, I think fan bases. I think, but the United States will be up there too. They're totally, totally, normally totally. one of the best traveled teams at the World Cups, and it's just two of the biggest countries in the world, which makes me so excited for this match. You know, two countries, not so much in in world football, but 
in just life. You know, obviously the U.S. is the U.S. United, yeah. United States of America, and then England as David, well. David, yeah, you said you had a rant to go on. Let's let's hear it right now. I was just gonna talk about like, it wasn't so much of a rant. I was just gonna be like. I was thinking about just doing an accent for the entire show, you know, just talking about England. You know, I had a conversation with a couple of English lads uh, a couple of days ago, and they like, you know, they, I think to me, you know, USA had a Mickey Mouse pass, had to go through the octagon, there was nothing like qualifying Europe, you know, and I told them, I'm like, guys, you got to realize something. One, I can't understand what you're saying. And two, like, just calm down a bit. England had to play uh, a they really... They had to play San Marino. I'm like, they had to play San Marino. I guess we could play Poland, whatever. That, they were just like... I'm like, guys, I, I don't know what you're saying. You know David I mean? is just demoralizing. I'm English welcome, lad. Like, come on now. All come on now. English listeners, all English people around the world. Yeah. David yeah. Campbell is I know we have a big fan base in, yeah, in, 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 over, over, over the seas, um, across the Atlantic, but... Uh, no, it's, I don't care. We're enemies right now. Sorry. All I'm saying is the United States is kind of one and one all time against England. Like, we won the Revolutionary War. We lost the true. War of 1812. We did lose the War of 1812, mm-hmm. you know? And But England? I mean, this is such a... I hate people when they say this because it's just pissing me off. It's just a, I don't know why. England blew a, thir- blew a 13 colony lead. They did. They did do that. It's a good point. <laughs> they they did 13, do that. Blew a 13 they colony did do lead. that. It makes me mad, but they yeah. did do that. Hey. Do you think England? I think England might have needed our help as well in against World War Two. You know, hey David, do you know what a kil- kilometer is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna go in that debate because I actually we're the only country that does like it's, is which one's the metric system? Bro, I'm so confused with this stuff. Every the, every well, other country our, in the world is the metric system. Yeah, and we're the other one. We're like inches and centimeter. The metric system is so much better. No, centimeter is all the metric system. Oh, we use like inches and feet. Inches and feet and yards is, but one thing I've noticed is. Golfers around the world all use our system. Even if you use the metric system, like English golfers use about this many yards away. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or American football, you know. Yeah. Yards, but uh, here's the real question. That is one thing that, I mean, we can make fun of England all we want, but genuinely, has England ever won a Super Bowl? No. No, it never has. The U.S. teams have won what? 57 in a row, something yeah. like that? It's like, something like that. Something crazy. And like, yeah, England has some Champions League, but not close no, to the no, amount. No, no, no. No, not even close. And they've, they've kind of dominated the Champions League lately, too. Yeah. How many World Series has England ever even <laughs> been in? I can't think of any. I can't think of one. Maybe back in the Abner Double Days day. They've had, what, like one baseball game ever played there? England? Yeah, they, they juiced the ball. The Cubs and Cardinals. No, it was mostly there. Cubs and Cardinals. It wasn't Cubs and Cardinals. Oh, it was, yeah. It was the Yankees was, Red Sox. Yeah. And the score was like 24 to 20 or something like that. Was they, it really? They juiced the balls for the oh, game. Oh, my God. Yeah. So England, dude, England gets their leftover that. sports. They get the, they're mm-hmm. big fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which congratulations. They're a poverty franchise. Yeah, why are they fans of Jacksonville? Because Jacksonville, Jacksonville always play in there, England. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're the teams. But. They're, I guess they're kind of closest to England. Yeah, like no. I mean, they're not. They're all, they're all the in the US. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You know, um, we need to bring back games in Mexico. What was that? We need to bring back NFL games in Mexico. They're coming back. There's going to be a game in Germany, actually. That's going to be so yeah. much fun. Adam, yeah. I believe where Bayern plays is going to be Allianz Arena. Yeah. It's an arena. I believe arena? that's where. No, Allianz Arena is not that. Maybe it is. Allianz. I'm not sure. Allianz Field is where the Minnesota Minnesota Loons play. There we go. Um, but. Let's take a quick break, David. We got about eh, let's let's no, stay let's, here. Let's just get here. I'm let's not stay gonna, here. We got about nine minutes. There. Um so other opponents. You know, actually we'll we'll stay on England. How do you think just we match up person by person, man by man on England? How do you think our attackers yeah. match up against their defense, our defense matches up against their I'll attackers? Give you, I'll give you some key matchups. For me, the first key matchup, um Timothy Weah versus Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw has been a stud for England and Manchester United the past five, six years. And Timothy Way has really come onto the scene for the United States. And when he goes, this U.S. team goes. And uh, I think he creates a lot of our chins from that right side. If Shaw can eliminate a lot of that, I think that's going to be a really, really hard thing to achieve then for goals when it comes to the United States. Because a lot of that comes through Timothy Way. A lot of it comes through Timothy Way. Um, if you're looking more in the middle, I mean, obviously, we talk about their center backs for um, England may not be their, their strongest, you know, their strongest position. But 
strikers at the strong position for the United States. No, either. and I think it's going to be more about who marks our midfielders because I think yeah. they're going to be able to take care of whoever's at striker. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is is Trent Alexander-Arnold versus Christian Pulisic. And we've mm-hmm. seen it in the past that Pulisic has had success against Liverpool. He's scored against Liverpool and against Trent Alexander-Arnold marking him. And I feel most comfortable with Pulisic on this entire team. Yeah. Because if anybody's played this caliber of talent... He plays them. He plays these He guys, plays you know? every English player almost... He's the only player really in the Premier League from the United and, States. Unless you're on Stefan in practice against yeah. Foden and Sterling and Grealish. You know yeah, I mean? and I mean... Yeah, I mean, Stefan will have experience against Premier League talent, too, obviously. He plays against Man United players every single day in practice, you know, in training. Man City. Yes, that's what I meant. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Didn't yeah. mean to offend you there. My that, was, bad. That, was, that was close. Uh, you, yeah, my bad. close there. But it just, it's going to be interesting to see Pulisic against Trent Alexander-Arnold and see how they succeed or how they act against this caliber of opponent. Hopefully... We come out and we play up to their standards. You know, we play up to England. And even if they don't get a result against England, they're going to have to win the other two games. So hopefully we're coming off a – hopefully whatever the result is, it's a good shift from the United States. Hopefully they beat – Coming off a win against – TBD. Yeah, uh, Uruguay, uh, Ukraine, Scotland, or Wales. And then hopefully you're playing Iran for a spot in the group. And if I think – well, it's not going to be ideal, but if we're, the last game, all we need is a point or a win against Iran and we qualify, I'm fine. That. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I feel comfortable. I don't. The worst case scenario for the United States is they need a result and then they need a result in another game to happen. Yeah, it's like we need, yeah. we need to beat Iran or Iran and then England has to beat the Quails. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think that's going to be worst case scenario, honestly. I think hopefully. Because I don't see Wales and Scotland like. Them. I really think they're gonna draw. I really I think Middles go. I like, agree. I agree. Yeah. But I'm hoping that we find a way to draw or to draw England. Yeah. But especially I just don't want it to be um I don't want it to be a last game scenario that we need two results to go our way. Okay, well, let me mention another thing. I think that, you know, this is obviously a debate that'll happen much closer to the World Cup time. Garrett Southgate versus Greg Berhalter. Berhalter ball versus Southgate ball. I don't think Berhalter is that far away in I terms of managing-wise. I don't think he's that wise. far away, but I also think it is Southgate comfortably. Yeah, 100%. Someone who has... Just because he has the pedigree yeah. and the experience someone who, over Someone Berhalter. who is literally a few moments away, literally was a couple minutes away from... Winning the Euros. From winning the Euros. He was a penalty shootout in the semifinals and a penalty shootout in the finals of the Euros. Mm-hmm. Away from winning a World Cup, maybe, and winning a um, Euro. You know, I'm not saying England goes in and beats France in that 2018 World Cup final, but he, he, they would have been two finals on the bounce, you know, back to back. So it would it would have been interesting. Yeah, he's they're a couple moments away, but England's been a couple moments away for the past 40 years. You know, I mean, they have been so close, but yet so far yep. to. Winning the World Cup, winning the Euros a couple times. And the World Cup back in 2018, I mean, they lost to Croatia, and it was heartbreaking. It was really a match I think they should have won. They were they were a better team than, than Croatia, in my opinion. Croatia just had one of the world's best players, probably at the time, the best player in the world, like, just at that time, because Modric was playing. Yeah. Luka, Luka Modric was playing, like, the best player I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Yeah, and he, in for Croatia, Luka Modric just... He's insane still. Yeah, he is so he's one of the best midfielders ever. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. And we saw what he did this past week against Chelsea. I mean, it's incredible. I think England's very well run at squad before in twenty eighteen. They were just super like let's get the ball, let's score, you know, let's we have so many attacking threats, let's just use yeah. that. And now they've learned a lot more. They've learned how to hold possession a lot. They know how to play with each other. This is going on year three, four of this really this these these same squad playing there's like no we always talk about the U.S. has different generations right now. You know, this is a new generation of this is not a new generation of, of England football. No, this, this is this is a the new, talent they've had. This is the talent they've had for since since the 2018 World Cup. It's it, that was the new era. Was and that. yeah, and I think kind of what England struggled with was the changing of the guard. Yeah, you know, you have Wayne Rooney, who's maybe the best English player ever. Maybe you know, and then you have David Beckham in like the 2014 yep. World Cup, 2010 World yeah. Cup. You know. 
you had him in 2010, who saved England. He's the reason they went to the 2010 World Cup yeah. with his goal against Greece. Yeah. You know, and you had um, just a bunch of aging out players, kind of, and they didn't know exactly in 2014 when they didn't even make it out of the group stage who to where the young talent it starts and where the old talent's done. Yeah. You know, and I think they f- they were there in 2016, but the guys were young. Yeah. You know, the guys were young. There's a lot of them. Harry Kane was young. Raheem Sterling was young. Jamie Vardy was young in his first major tournament. They were also like, they were managed so poorly. Yeah. Roy Hodgson is terrible man. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Numpty. A numbskull. And um, they have Southgate. And I, I, like, I'll make my predictions a little cup later next next year. But I, I, I took winning all the time. And obviously, I want us to beat them, but I would like to see England win the World Cup. Like, if England were, I wanted to we, keep going. If, if we I would love out, to see it keep going. Yeah. If if we were out, if if the United States were out, then I'll be cheering for England to win the World Cup. Yeah, I won't be. I won't really care who Ryan, wins I know it. You're, I know you're a big. Uh, I know you're a big Japan fan. Japan, Japanese fan. Yes, yeah. I want Japan to win it. Yeah. You know what? I think a team that I'm backing. South Korea, because of Hong Min Sun. It's not a terrible idea. Yeah. I like Germany. I mean, I like Germany too. I like you know? Germany. I mean, Leroy Sané is my favorite player in the yeah, world, and he plays I for like Germany, Germany. So, yeah. But obviously, we'll make our predictions and make um, everything, uh, all our final thoughts in a while. But we still have a long time to go. Yep. So, is is Iran next week? Are we going to get it done? Let's, let's go week. Iran next week. Let's okay, go let's Iran. Iran. It's going to take. Well, let's, let's think of like some other activities to do. Be the first half of the show. We just talk about like U.S. players currently. Yes, we'll talk about the United States players. Then we'll we'll prep Iran, and I think we might have a lot to talk about it uh, yeah. with Iran because we don't know. We don't know. Anything I'm going to be about. honest. I'm sure when I look through, I might know a player or two that plays for a big club. But this is a tough. Yeah, this but is tough luck. this is going to be a team that they're going to be good because of how well they play together. Yeah, not because of one player. Yeah, and it's a team that I. Expecting the United States to defeat. Any final words, Grant? Let's let's play England shake. I don't even know. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the Champions League this weekend or this week. Enjoy the FA Cup this yep. weekend. We have got a loaded Friday morning. This is a weird song. Yeah, play. we'll have a loaded Friday we have a loaded morning Friday next morning, week. But but this, not only next week, but today we got up next breakfast champions. After that, cup of bro at noon. Salute your sports. It's got a loaded slate, so. If you like U.S. soccer, obviously stick around. But if you like a lot of other stuff, stick around. Listen to the show. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next.